I don't know how long it's going to be, but she's been instructed to keep it about 20 minutes. And she says it will be. So come on and just uh, clap your hand and receive her tonight as she encouraged us in the Lord. Hello. Welcome you all here tonight. As I was uh, pondering what to talk about, God really, uh, sometimes you're looking to give a word to somebody, but God is looking to give a word to you first so that you can give that word to somebody else. So he really gave this word to me, and it's really for the church tonight. So let us open up in prayer and prepare to receive God's word. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for another awesome opportunity to come into your throne room tonight, Lord. What a privilege, Father God, to pray and to lay out supplications before an almighty God, Lord, and knowing that you hear our prayers and that you will answer our prayers, Lord, according to your will, Father. We thank you we have a Heavenly Father who cares about every need that we have, that you know every hair that's counting on our head, Lord. We, we know, Lord, when we wake up in the morning that we have a Father who's looking after us, Lord. We have a Father who's directing our steps, Lord. We thank you tonight, Lord. We, we, it's a privilege, Father God, to be in your presence tonight, and we give you honor in Jesus' name. Um, <clears throat> when we think of light, we right away think of the sun. Uh, We've been taught that the sun is the center of the solar system, and thus it is the light of the world. Some figures re reveal that the sun's greatness, for instance, the sun is 93 million miles from Earth. And if a baby would start flying to the sun at birth and travel 150 miles per hour, this baby would be nearly 71 years old upon arrival. Also, astronomers estimate that the diameter of the sun is 109 times of that of the Earth. Its output of energy is 70,000 horsepower per square yard per minute. Lastly, the temperature at the sun's surface is about 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit. That's hot. But the sun, in spite of its greatness, is not the light of the world. The light of the world is the Son of God. Amen? Amen? Jesus declared himself to be such. He is the one who made the Son, for he existed with the Father in creation. He is also the one who with one bold stroke declared, let there be light, and there was light. Though it is beyond our grasp, let us reach by faith and understand this metaphoric picture of our Lord. Amen. The question that I'm posing tonight to you all is, I ask you tonight, are we shining like we should? Are we shining like Jesus? We fail to understand that we are the light of the world. We are the ones that should be governing this world. But we're not governing as we should. We're, we're not taking over the dark areas in this nation as we should, and I wonder why. When the Bible talks about God being the light, it's not like he walked around with a light bulb on his head. The light that the Bible speaks about is his glory. And we being made in his image should be shown forth that glory every day. Amen? Let's look at Revelation 1.16 and how it describes God's glory. If everyone could turn there, please. That's Revelation 1.16. <clears throat> when you get there, just say Amen. In Revelation 1.16, it states, He had in his right hand seven stars, but on the mouth when his sharp two-edged sword in his countenance was like the sun shining in its strength. Have you ever been on a sunny day? We have a lot of sunny days now in this fall. 
uh, season of ours where we're riding down the street and the sun just glares at us and we have to shut our eyes or put on our visor. Imagine that a hundred and hundred times over. You get a picture of what God's like. And in Psalms 104.2, it says he wraps himself in light as a garment. Can you imagine that? He wraps himself in light as a garment. I'm not saying he walked around, like I said, with a bulb. It wasn't that. It wasn't what he, it was not the appearance of a big, bright light, but it's what he did. It's how he carried himself. It was his character. Everywhere he went, he shed light on darkness, and that's how we should be. Wherever we go, wherever we are, we should be shedding light on darkness. When we enter somewhere, that darkness should flee. Amen? Amen. Let's look at Luke 4, 18 through 19, and see what that says. <clears throat> when you get there, say amen. amen. And this is what he came to do. Like I said, it was something about how he carried himself and the things he did that he was glorified in his acts and in his work. It says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to recover sight to the blind, to set liberty to those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. That characterized Jesus' whole life. His whole life was spent bringing life to others. Can we say that our life is characterized in that fashion? Can we say that's what we spend most of our time doing? Worrying about others, worrying about the souls of others? Is that really something you wake up, first thing in your mind and says, I gotta save a soul today. There is millions of people dying and going to hell, God. I have to do something about it today. Well, God convicted me. He said, that's not the first thing always on my mind in the morning, I was really convicted. Our sole purpose is to be on this earth is to save souls. He commanded us to go out and preach the gospel. And that should be something that characterizes the church today, amen? He came to serve and not to be served. How many of us worry about serving others more than ourselves? Be believe it or not, we're all selfish. We have our own needs we want to be met. But God, I'm sick. Well, God, I have financial issues. God, my marriage is broken. But there's many other people who are worse than we are. If we get our minds and our eyes off of our issues and on other people's issues, God says our issues will become his issues, and he's going to make a way for us when we're not just focusing on ourselves. Amen? I have a couple other questions to ask you as well, as we are called lights of the world. My question I pose to you today is, are we shining our light? Or do we click it on and off when it's convenient for us? I tell my daughter, your light should be shining anywhere you go. You shouldn't click it on and off because you, th you don't think it's cool to talk about Jesus around your friends. You don't think it's cool to talk about Jesus around your buddies. We shouldn't click our light on and off. Or do we only let it shine a little bit? That means we don't want to offend nobody. I mean, if you're at an office party, we don't want to talk about Jesus. We may offend somebody, you know? They tell, you know, the kids in school, oh, you can't talk or you can't pray. I mean, I open my Bible up every time I go in my, my classroom. I open my Bible. 
I had my Bible open one day and the kid said, what's that, Mrs. Bailey? I said, it's God's word. And one teacher said, oh, you shouldn't have that open. I'm like, well, I'm going to read my Bible. I said, you can read your my magazine. Why can't I read mine? God says, if you're ashamed of me, I'm going to be ashamed of you before my Father in heaven. Or is there a short in our circuit? Not getting enough power? Not plugged into the right sources? Are you indulging in worldly activities? Are too much self-indulgence? Are you being influenced by others? All those things short-circuit our power. And we don't shine as brightly as we should because we're not doing the things that we should. We're not being built up and encouraged by other Christians because we're not spending time with other Christians. We're spending time with people whose mind is on other things. In order to stay fully powered in Christ, we have to be around other godly people. Not saying that we're going to close ourselves out from the world. That's not what Jesus did. But when you are around other people who are not living like, what's your purpose? Are you letting them influence your behavior? Are you there to influence them? Ask yourself that question. Or is there a total blackout? (laughs) There's no light at all. People don't even know that you're a Christian. You're an undercover Christian. When people speak your name at work, what's the first thing they can say about you? Oh, she talks about the Lord all the time. Or, oh, I didn't even know she went to church. Think about it. We have to spend enough time in prayer and in church. It's very important in that we spend time in those areas that our light will shine as brightly as God's light. Amen? If you fall in these categories, we must pray and ask God for forgiveness. I know I found myself in a lot of them. And I really had to pray and ask God for forgiveness for not shining my light the way I should shine it. I thought about as many times as I go out to the bus stop in the morning, how many times do I talk about Christ to my neighbors? You know, how many times do I interrupt somebody when they're saying profane language in my presence? How many times do you talk about Jesus to your neighbors, to your family. If we are to shine like Jesus, we must be acting in a way that people can see the goodness of God through us. Let's look at Matthew 5, 14 through 15. When you get there, say amen. It says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do the light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. I'm quite sure everybody remember the little song in Sunday school used to sing. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no. I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no. I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no. I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Then the little kids in my Sunday school put one more verse to it. He said, don't let Satan, 
I'm gonna let it shine. Don't let Satan. I'm gonna let it shine. Don't let Satan. I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Amen. When you shine, it causes growth. Just like sunlight causes growth for a plant, without light, plants can't grow. And while Jesus' light shining through us, we can't grow into his character. Amen. Growth comes by the guided light of Jesus. In Psalms 119.05, it says, his light is a lamp unto our feet. And that's what we have to understand. It's God's word that's going to give us that power. Also, when we shine, darkness flees. Darkness cannot stand in your presence. Darkness should not be able to stand in the presence of light. When those lights go out, we shouldn't be able to see anything. But when light enters, it disappears. Amen? People rejected Jesus, not because he was mean, not because he didn't wear the right clothes. They rejected Jesus because they had sinful hearts. So when you're out preaching the gospel or you're in the presence of people, they're not upset with you. They're upset with that, the spirit of Christ that's in you because they're not trying to get their sins revealed. Amen? And John 10, 11, if everybody could turn there. <clears throat> John 10, 11, when you get there, just say amen. It says here in John 10, 11, it states, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a harling who is not the shepherd, one does not know the own sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. Amen. In John three nineteen through twenty, when you get there, say amen. It states here, and this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men love darkness men love what rather than because their deeds were what so it's not them they're rejecting they're rejecting the light that's in you for everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be what exposed that's what they had an issue with Jesus he exposed their darkness and that's what we should be doing everywhere we go we should be exposing the darkness in people, and that's when you get rejected of uh, going out, and you know when we knock on doors and people re- are not rejecting you, they're rejecting the light that's in you. Amen. Jesus is the hope of the world, and without him, we're all lost. We are commanded to go out and spread Jesus' hope and love to this lost and dying world. I got a little story here. Let me get to it. A story of a man who drove his team and wagon swiftly and safely on a road through a dark forest. Afterward, he was asked how he knew where all the trees were along the road because there was no light, so that he could miss them as he drove the narrow road. He replied that he did not know where they were. He added, I looked up at the opening between the trees and I knew that if I followed the light above, I could be safe. And this is how we find our way on our spiritual journal. We look to Jesus. And when Jesus enters our hearts, it's no longer I who guides my life. It's him. 
So let's go in prayer tonight, asking God to help us to shine our light, not to be ashamed to shine our light, to shine brightly before him, because there's too many people out there whose life depends on us spreading God's love. Satan would desire to have our family members, have our children, but we're going to put him on notice tonight. He has no place. So as we go in prayer, let's focus on Jesus and being the light of the world. Amen? Amen. Dear Heavenly Father,